Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Master Podcast, where our focus is on providing tools, resources, and insights that empower driven individuals to become the masters of their own financial independence journey. My name is Peter Doisanu, and today we're going to talk about how to know when it's time to quit a job you've outgrown. Now, this topic is relevant now more than ever because individuals more and more are waking up to the reality that they don't have to stay in a job that no longer suits them. And certainly, while labor market conditions aren't the same as they were a couple of years ago, Ago, there's still no better time than the present to understanding the cost of staying put in a job that's a bad fit and also some of the steps you can take when you're ready to finally pull the trigger and move on to the next best opportunity. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. What is the biggest career mistake that many high-earning individuals make? Well, they stay in a job far past its expiration date. And so why is moving on from a bad job so hard to do? Because it means change. And let's face it, few of us like change, especially when it means giving up on all the time and the effort that you've poured into a situation or simply anticipating the uncomfortable feeling of the unknown. But you know what? The truth is that walking away to take a job with more attractive benefits is not only good for you, it can keep you out of trouble. How so? Well, there's the obvious fact that moving on can open the door to new possibilities and as we've discussed recently, can help you fast track your way to financial independence. More crucially, however, the truth is that moving on from an unproductive situation can help you avoid missed opportunities at best and disasters at worst. But you know, when it comes down to it, walking away from an unfavorable work environment can help you avoid a potentially stalled or derailed career, a lifetime earnings shortfall, and even long-term negative impacts on your health and your relationships. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, this is all easier said than done, right? Well, here's the thing. It's one thing to know when to walk away from a bad situation and another to take the leap into the unknown. That's why taking the time to assess the costs of staying comfortable, understand what could be holding you back from exploring career opportunities, and then knowing which steps to take can help ease your transition into an unpredictable yet likely rewarding future. Now, before we dive into the discussion about the costs of staying in an unhealthy work environment, let's spend a few minutes exploring why some individuals stay long past a job's expiration date. And so why do we do it? Why do so many of us well-qualified professionals stay in a work environment that values us for less than we're worth? Well, the truth is that many of us don't have logical reasons for staying in unsatisfying jobs because our decision-making abilities, especially when it comes to a vocation or earning money, are ultimately emotionally driven. And what exactly are we talking about here? Well, it's crucial to understand that our decisions are largely based on or primal human instinct to either experience feelings like joy, love, or security, or avoid feelings like anger, fear, or disgust from ourselves or the people around us. And what do we mean here? Well, when you decide to stay in an unhealthy environment, you might do so because of feelings like guilt or some other feeling of obligation, even when you know there are better options waiting for you out there. For example, if you're dealing with guilt, then you may be feeling like leaving that job would waste all the time and the effort that you've invested in your current job or your current work environment. Or you might feel feelings of guilt because you believe that you somehow owe it to a boss or to the company itself for all the past opportunities that they've given you. At the same time, you may also feel a sense of guilt and shame for wanting to leave behind other coworkers who you might otherwise call friends who likely would be stuck in that toxic environment. Now, beyond guilt and shame, the feelings driving your desire to stay in a job may be driven by higher emotions, like holding on to hope that an otherwise bad situation will someday improve. Now, make no mistake, feeling hope in a 
situation is essential for each and every one of us because without it, we wouldn't have a reason to get out of bed. But you know, even basing your career and income decisions on hope cuts both ways. That's because as Viktor Frankl pointed out in his autobiography, the human psyche can take a big blow when it realizes that a thing it's anchored all of its hope on isn't going to happen anymore and we suddenly feel the desperation of a mental collapse. Now, while this all may seem like fluff to you, there really is science that backs up the notion that our decisions are driven first by emotions, then by logic. Indeed, psychologist Daniel Kahneman, in his book Thinking Fast and Slow, describes the concept as System 1 and System 2 thinking. Now, System 1 is the fast, intuitive, automatic process responsible for quick reactions and gut feelings. System 2, on the other hand, is the slower, more deliberate, and analytical aspect of our thinking mind that helps us solve complex problems. So then, when you find yourself in an unhealthy work environment, your decision-making process regarding whether to stay or go is influenced by both System 1 and System 2 thinking. And how is this possible? Well, your System 1 thinking, being fast and intuitive, might immediately react to negative stimuli in your workplace. That's because if you're constantly feeling stressed or anxious or undervalued, your initial gut reaction may be to leave the situation entirely. And this response is your brain's automatic nervous system kicking in to protect you from harm. And so what does this look like? Well, let's imagine for a moment that you overhear that you've been assigned to a toxic team to work for even after several protests to your managers. In this situation, system one might trigger feelings of hurt or defensiveness without you consciously processing the context or the intent behind the assignment. On the other hand, your system two thinking, which is more deliberate and analytical, likely will weigh the pros and cons of leaving your job in response to this current situation. Indeed, you might even find ways to rationalize the stability of your current position or even criticize the prospects of finding a new job altogether. Ultimately, however, this slower, more methodical process might lead you to endure the unhealthy environment for a little bit longer, especially if you believe that there's a chance for an improvement or if you deem the perceived cost of leaving to be too high. Either way, if you've been struggling to get out of a bad job situation or you've been sticking around in a job that's just not the right fit for too long and you can't understand why, then taking the time to evaluate how exactly your body and your mind might be processing the current situation could be the first step towards understanding your next career move. All right, so now that we've talked about how your emotions and your thinking process can influence your decision to stay or go in a job, let's talk about the costs of actually doing nothing. And I get it. By now, some of you out there might be saying to yourself, listen, my work environment is pleasant enough and I really don't have a reason to leave, right? Well, it might be true that your work environment might offer you sufficient pay and amenities to keep you satiated, but the big question here is, is this job still the right job for you? More specifically, have you ever felt that your current role isn't pushing you forward as much as you used to? Or maybe now you're just finding yourself going through the motions? Well, the honest truth here is that more often than not, staying in one role for way too long, no matter how comfortable things may be now, may cost you significantly over the long term. And how so? Well, let's think about it from the perspective of professional growth. Now, early in your career, you might recall that thrill of that tackling a new project or the satisfaction of mastering a complex task, or even the pride in leading a team, your very first team, to success. Indeed, these were the moments that not only defined your career, but also helped prepare your career to greater heights. And now, while these past accomplishments may have landed you a cush assignment today, if you've been in this role for far too long, you could find that those past moments of glory are now becoming fewer and far between. And so, without a new challenge and additional responsibilities, it's likely easier to fall into a, a stale or a stayed routine, and that routine can become a roadblock to your professional development. You know, when it comes down to it, you're capable of so much more. And sometimes to realize that potential, you need to stop and take a moment to step out of your comfort zone or ultimately risk getting left behind. And so how is this possible? I mean, you've done everything 
getting right up to this point, you've earned your spot. Well, the truth is that the rapid pace of development in the tech sector just this year alone should convince you not to sit on your laurels. Indeed, everything that's happened over the past 12 months should be evidence enough that a lack of innovation at large tech firms can become a very real threat to survival in very short order. And not just that, remember all the tools and the approaches you mastered just a couple of years ago? Well, now with the advent of AI, they might already be on their way to becoming obsolete. Indeed, this reality is especially true for jobs like yours because the tech sector thrives on change. So then from this perspective, you need to evolve with the changes to avoid being left behind. Indeed, if you're staying static, what you're doing is not only missing out on the latest trends and tools to enhance how you do your work today, you're also likely missing out on the opportunities to be at the forefront of the next big thing in tech. Remember, today's innovations are tomorrow's table stakes in the tech world. So then, to stay ahead, avoid obsolescence, and keep your career moving forward, you need to place yourself in an environment that constantly challenges you to learn and adapt. Now, beyond the career mobility costs of staying in a bad fit job are financial costs that come along with it as well. And what are we talking about here? Well, imagine that you're standing at the base of a mountain looking up to the peak. Now, that peak represents your financial potential, and every decision you make to focus on your professional development is one step you take towards reaching that summit. And what if you find yourself stuck midway up that summit? Well, this is what can happen if you remain in a less than ideal work situation for far too long. Make no mistake, you're likely already a high earner who's enjoyed the fruits of your labor for quite some time. But have you ever considered that the annual raises you receive in your current static role might not be as lucrative as you could earn elsewhere? Now, you know, there's a common misconception that loyalty always pays off. And sure, while annual raises are a token of appreciation, they often don't match the potential earnings you can get from a job change or a career promotion. That's because in the tech world, where there's rapid innovation in evolving skills or in high demand, the market rate for your expertise can rise or fall almost overnight. That's why if you decide to stay in a cush job for far too long, you might be inadvertently capping your income potential. And beyond a higher salary, think about all the perks and the benefits you could be leaving on the table. For example, the tech industry is renowned for its competitive pay packages. And so taking a new role can come with a host of benefits that go beyond just a base salary. And what are we talking about here? Well, more specifically, what we're talking about here are better perks, lucrative bonuses, stock awards, and other financial incentives that can significantly boost your overall compensation. And keep in mind that these aren't just numbers on a paycheck. They're tools for wealth accumulation, future security, and lifestyle enhancement. All right, so now that we've talked about the career and financial costs of staying in a role for far too long, there's one last critical cost that you'll likely want to consider, and that's the emotional toll that comes with staying in a job for way beyond its expiration date. And what exactly are we talking about here? Well, you'll likely recall that excitement that you felt when you first started in your role and the thrill of the new challenges or the satisfaction of problem solving and ultimately the joy and innovation early on in your career. So then the big question here is, do you have those same feelings about your current job today? You know, the truth is that over time, doing the same task year after year can erode that initial enthusiasm that initially got you hooked on your current career. Indeed, what was once a passion can slowly grind away into a daily chore. And you know, this isn't just about feeling bored at work. It's about that creeping sense of mental and physical exhaustion and with it, a decline in your job satisfaction, which can ultimately lead to burnout. Now, it's critical to note here that burnout isn't just a buzzword. In fact, it's a scientifically proven state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion brought on by dealing with stress for far too long. Now, this situation is especially relevant when your job no longer ignites your passions and instead sucks energy out of you instead of enriching you, which can bring on burnout much faster than you think. All right, and so maybe your job isn't pushing you over to the edge of burnout, but there's still the issue of mental stagnation that you should be aware of. And why is mental stagnation important? Well, it's important because the human mind thrives on novelty and change. In fact, it's how we learn and grow and evolve 
over time. But you know, feelings of monotony can quickly set in when you're stuck in a role that no longer pushes you to your learning boundaries. Now, it's critical to note here again that this isn't about feeling bored, but rather it's about appreciating the impact on your mental well-being. Indeed, a stagnant mind can lead to lower motivation, lower creativity, and even feelings of depression. And even if you're someone who's at the top of your game, you still deserve a role that challenges you, a job that excites you and fulfills you mentally. So then, when you're in a role that taxes you mentally, it can take a physical toll on your body. And how is this possible? Well, it's a well-documented fact that our mental state can manifest as physical symptoms in our bodies. Therefore, a lack of motivation or enthusiasm in a stagnant role can lead to tangible health issues. For example, you might find yourself feeling constantly fatigued, battling frequent headaches, or even grappling with chronic conditions that are exacerbated by stress. And that's because your body has a way of signaling when something's not right, and these symptoms can be its way of telling you that it's time for a change. And while the financial and career implications of staying in a less than ideal work environment are evident at face value, the impact on your personal fulfillment and health is just as significant and just as important to consider. All right, so now that you understand the motivations for not leaving a job and the cost of staying, what can you do to prepare yourself to leave? Indeed, what can you do when you find yourself in a role that no longer fuels your passion or challenges your capabilities? Well, here are a few things you may want to consider. First, start with a moment of self-reflection. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the daily grind and lose sight of the big picture of where your career or even where your life is headed. That's why when you're at this critical juncture and ready to make your next career move, the first thing you should do is stop and ask yourself, what do I truly want for my career? Remember, it's not about a paycheck. It's about fulfillment and growth and the legacy that you want to leave behind to your family and your community. Next, take some time to reignite or to activate your networking efforts. You know, the tech and business landscape is ever evolving. And so connections are the lifeblood of opportunities. You know, they're not just the lifelines out of a stagnant or miserable job. They can help you determine whether your next career move could be just as fraught as the one you're leaving. So then to up your networking game, you can start by rekindling relationships with former colleagues or make it a point to attend industry events. But ultimately, what you want is to always be receptive to forging new professional bonds. That's because you never know which way a conversation might lead and it could lead you to your next big opportunity. Now, another thing to consider as you prepare for your next career move is to work with a mentor. Now, you might think that mentorship only applies to individuals early on in their career, but don't underestimate the power of these relationships. Indeed, there's a wealth of knowledge to be gleaned from those who've successfully navigated other career transitions just like yours. That's why it's essential to seek out wisdom from individuals whose career paths you admire and ask for their insights. You know, their perspectives can offer invaluable guidance and help you avoid pitfalls and capitalize on opportunities you may have not seen on your own. Now, if mentoring isn't for you, then at the very least, consider working with a career strategist. And what is a career strategist? Well, these professionals specialize in guiding top-tier talent just like you and offer tailored advice to help you transition into roles that not only match your financial aspirations, but also offer the growth and the challenges that you're looking for. At the same time, they can provide valuable insights into market trends, help you position yourself more effectively, and even connect you with opportunities that may not be publicly advertised. You know, when it comes down to it, in the ever-evolving job market, the only constant is change. That's why embracing this change rather than resisting it is the key to unlocking your full financial potential. And as we've discussed, staying in a stagnant role can have profound implications on your career, your finances, and your overall well-being. But you know, the journey to breaking free isn't just about recognizing the need for change. It's also about equipping yourself with the right tools, the right mindset, and the right support system to navigate that transition. And so by understanding the emotional and logical factors that influence your decisions and recognizing the cost of standing still and actively seeking growth opportunities, you can position yourself for success 
success in both your professional and your personal life. Remember, your career is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so every step you take, even those that lead you into the unknown, is a chance to learn, to grow, and redefine your life path. And more crucially, help you take one step closer to becoming the master of your own financial independence journey. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the FiMastery podcast. To learn more about today's topic, you can visit the episodes page at FiMastery.com. And if you can find one person in your life who would find today's message helpful in getting their financial house in order, please share this episode with them. But until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity. The FiMastery podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc., Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.